I maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> After further review, taping here in the studio as uh, Frank Vashner is going to be having a family reunion up there in the uh, Mitten. So he wanted to call in and talk about what everyone else is talking about is the Urban Meyer situation. And uh, we'll have a little nice debate about that. David the Man got Harris. We haven't been able to get a hold of him. Uh, he's supposed to do the NFC East and AFC East uh, football preview, but he's been kind of MIA. So he, I don't know if he might not be on the show or not. Earlier we had Brian Bucky from the Two Little Blade giving us that Rocket football preview. That was a good one. Make sure you always check out our segments on WSUT's After Further Review SoundCloud page or on iTunes. But right now we got... Frank Vasher on the phone lines, and uh, we'll get into this uh, Urban Meyer uh, situation, so to speak. Yeah, and I mean, my when I first heard about this on Tuesday, the whole deal with Zach Smith, and when I saw the report from Brett McMurphy that came out, I'm thinking, oh damn, this is not good because because now they're saying that because Urban Meyer's wife knew that there's a chance that Urban knew. Now, I'm not saying that that is a 100% fact because I'm treating this like I did with stuff that, with a lot of this OTL stuff that came about Michigan State. I'm going to let the facts come out first, first before I make a ruling. And that's what I'm going to do with Urban here. Even though he is on administrative leave and a lot of this stuff does not look good at all, I'm going to wait and let fat let facts come out to determine if he knew or not. Now, I know Colin Coward came out and said that all the coaches' wives knew what was going on. So, you know, unless they were not taught, unless they were all withholding the secrets from their husbands, was there any way? Is there has to be a way that this had to have been known about? And of course, I've even talked to my boss, who's an Ohio State fan, and he said that. If that, yeah, they they should they could have known about it. They couldn't have known about it. But also, why was it that there was police reports made and nothing done? I mean, there there's a there are a lot of questions that do need to be answered about this. Not to mention like we I haven't said, gotten we haven't gotten Zach Smith's side of the story either. Um, there's there's reports well, that there's been several there was several calls made to the police. Was it in nine? Was it thirty? 30 calls in 90 days or something like that of reports coming to their house and uh, some well, was unmerited. I, so, I mean, we were trying to get his side of the story, too. Well, I have, I was listening to uh, 11 Warriors Radio Hour on the uh, 97 on the fan in Columbus on uh, two, I think it was uh, Wednesday night, and they were saying that there was a report that Smith had been – had a that Courtney Smith had had been granted a 
pers- uh, PPO again against her ex-husband, and they were saying that that Zach Smith had violated said restraining order. Showed up at her house, house tried to corner her in the laundry room, was well, and also was banging on her car windows and doing a bunch of bad stuff. And that led me to believe that this guy. I mean, this is true. This guy is beyond a scumbag. He's a complete psycho. Well, then there's also some rumors out there that he was trying to drop off the kids at the the garret where they had had agreed to drop the kids off in the the divorce proceedings, and she wouldn't answer the phone, and he needed to drop the kids off. So he violated the restraining order by going to her house to drop off the kids. Um, This this is a situation where, I, I, you know, when you get into the domestic, disputes and with other couples it starts to become a he said she said situation and i think hopefully this story doesn't get spun out to where people think that urban meyer is a you know he supports you know women getting beat on i don't i don't think that's the the case here we got to look at the point where urban meyer pretty much got in trouble because it now it looks like a cover-up you know at the big 10 media days he admitted knowing about the 2009 incident which i think no files no charges were filed but he said he didn't know about the 2015 incidents and now this woman's coming out with that she texted um his wife and other numerous wives of the coaching staffs and saying that she was pressured um i I think it's just a sad situation and i think that i think once again from coming from a coach's point of view like myself this was a guy that i think maybe wanted to try to nurture and counsel them and see if they can make the best out of the situation and there, there's there's a lot of fishiness to this story, and you got to be careful with this because it's not just black and white. You just can't fire Urban. Obviously, there's some contract clauses that if he knew anything, he needs to report it, and if he didn't, that is grounds for termination. That doesn't mean automatic termination. It's just grounds for termination. But With cause, mind you. Yeah, with cause. So he, can't, he can't do anything, so he could just be you know terminated, but... Um, I, I kind of think that, like you said, we need to get all the facts out here and see what's going on. I I hate these situations because before they were, well, when they were, the, the, the abuse had to happen before they were married. Obviously, there was the story that came out that he had abused her while they were, she was pregnant, which I'm, I'm guessing, too, that there was abuse before that. And so then you ask yourself, well, why didn't she remove herself from that situation and why even marry the guy? And, and then, you know, this is a sports talk show, so we can't get into all the specifics. And obviously she could have been a scared victim and stuff like that. But like I said, when you get in these domestic situations, I think the mistake Meyer did was he kind of got in the middle of it and he should have cut ties maybe a long time ago. Um, I think he kept the guy on staff just to counsel him. And I even told some people this. He, the way you're saying to some of the stories you're hearing, maybe he didn't want to fire him because think about it. You're making three hundred forty thousand dollars a year. That's a good chunk of change, even though they, even though in the paper they say that he was the lowest paid. I have my on air quotes, the lowest paid assistant. I, I would take three hundred forty thousand a year, be the lowest paid assistant. But if he would have fired her while they were married, who's to say that he might not kill the girl? You didn't lost your job and everything, so maybe he was thinking about that. Now you got that on your head. You fire this guy. Obviously, you know he's a dirtbag or whatever, and you, you get rid of him. But then he goes and does that. You know, it, so there's. I think there's things that are going on here that um, 
we got to get the full details. You know, we can't be judge and executioner. Remember, it's not Urban Meyer that is beating on the women. And I've seen comments in comment sections where they, yeah, he supports that, and he's a woman beater himself. You know. Uh, so, okay, you know, let yeah. me let me just say, yeah, that we can't be saying that, that. A lot of that stuff is coming from from a certain fan base based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And any anyone who is celebrating this, I don't give a damn what team you're a fan of. Uh, whether if you're celebrating this for personal gain, that's just more of an indictment on your actual character. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one thing that I've seen, and I know that McCumber has said the same thing as well on Twitter. Don't use this for personal gain in the rivalry. I mean, look, I'm no Ohio State fan myself. Urban Meyer is somebody I have a ton of respect for as a coach. Oh, and look, do I? <laughs> Is do I want to see? Do I am I rooting for him to lose his job? No, I'm not. But I I'm just I want the right thing to be done in this. And let and allow me to go back to the 2009 incident. It's also well, he was charged. He was charged with felonious felony assault, but there was well, ultimately the files yes. were declined. Jeez. Well, here here's the thing. It was uh. Uh, Earl Bruce, who was actually Smith's grandfather, yeah, mind you. Yeah, we, yeah. And it was also Hiram DeFries, who is like the special assistant to Urban Meyer. He's a former lawyer and Shell Oil executive. They had pressured Courtney Smith to drop the charges because that I, I believe it was a, in a, one report McMurphy had posted on his Facebook page that if they went through that he would never coach again. And that's how they kind of persuaded him. And I, I'm trying, I can't remember if it was David or somebody else who said that, wouldn't that be considered intimate, an intimidation tactic? Like I said, I I don't, like I said, this is a sticky situation. I'm, I'm reading here. Like she said that he had direct knowledge. Zach was telling everybody that she was crazy and that wasn't the case. And no one called her to get her side of the story. And then nine police reports of domestic violence disputes in Powell, Ohio, between Zach and uh, Courtney Smith surfaced from 2012 to just recently of 2018. Um, they divorced in 2015. So they've been divorced for at least a good two and a half, three years already. Yeah, close to three, close to three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's when he uh, faced numerous charges that included trespassing, stalking, and harassment, all leading to the civil protection order on July 20th, three days before Smith was fired. And yeah. she said, now, Courtney Smith did say that, you know, Shelly Urban, Shelly Meyer, Shelly never, Meyer never confirmed that Urban knew the direct of the, um, knew of the abuse, which that, that could have been a possibility. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in Urban's life. This is one more thing to put on his plate. And that's another thing I don't like is that people just assume because you're married that you know everything that your spouse does. I mean, sometimes some spouses, you know, they don't tell you everything because they could probably see what's going on in your life. It seemed like to me that th- th- these guys have been a problem the whole time. Um, and I think Urban Meyer, like I said, you got to look at the perspective of the coach. As a coach, you never want to turn your back on someone. I mean, the guy was a walk-on at Bowling Green. As you mentioned before, he was the grandson of Earl Bruce. So there's that personal connection, and, and and the same thing in the Trussell situation. Sometimes, you know, as a coach, you want to help kids out, help people out as much as possible. And at the end of the day, 
yeah, you might get burned. And I think this might be a situation where Urban Meyer probably gets burned because he didn't know the appropriate times to cut the strings loose to a guy that was was toxic. And I think both of them were toxic to each other. I don't think this is a, a one-sided story. It's just a lot of things that are just kind of head-scratching with the stories overall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I'm going to wait to draw my conclusions on Urban Meyer. The only conclusion that I've come to, and I told this to you before we came on, is that Zach Smith was a piece of garbage. Yeah. And I have not and I have not and I have not seen or talked with one person who disagrees with that claim. And the thing about it is too, you also gotta understand uh, Zach Smith actually wasn't really that great of a coach. And, you know, there's people that are saying if Meyer leaves Columbus, could Matt Campbell be in the oh, Kansas okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I've, seen, I've seen all that, too. And I could probably go on a whole other spiel about how, how that might add some fire to Ohio State and Michigan with a battle of guys who wear khaki pants. But, you know, let's, I want to stick to the subject matter here. And I actually just – Saw this post from Brett McMurphy, the, the former, I should say, former ESPN, ESPN journalist. Writer. He writes for the yeah. does the stadium. I'm not sure. I think I want. I keep thinking he's an independent, but I mean, I it's like an independent, have, yeah. But I, I will, I will say he has been doing. He's been doing a great job with this. So I mean, I have to, I have to give a tip of the cap to him. And this was posted within the last 20 minutes because I know, I know I got news last night about the Board of Trustees forming a special independent board working group to the investigation of Urban. Now, that group has current trustees Alex Fisher, Janet Porter, and Alex Shoemate, and the three other people are the former Ohio House Speaker Joanne Davidson, former acting U.S. Attorney, U.S. former acting U.S. Deputy Attorney General Craig Morford, excuse me, and former U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Ohio Carter Stewart. Now, I, uh, so I think what since this is kind of a matter that does involve the board of trustees, I think that's what they said. They're just going to have kind of have some checks and balances and bring in three outsiders to be in on this. So it doesn't look like, oh, it's just all university people who are employed by the university handling this. And McMurphy had mentioned this. He said, does the independent board help or hurt Meyer's chances to remain Ohio State's coach? And he said that he contacted about two dozen FBS athletic directors and asked for their opinion. Here were some of the responses. And of course, none of these were identified. And here's what one AD said. He said, quote, in today's landscape, the Ohio State president is scared bleepless. I can't say that on the air. The presidents and ADs were fired at Penn State and Baylor. When the president decides this starts going downhill and lies can be proven, then everyone will run for the hills. They can't get it out of hand because then you don't know where it goes. If Ohio State can fire Woody Hayes and Jim Trestle, it can fire Urban Meyer. Now, it mentions Jim Trestle, and Trestle, I know, resigned, but, I mean, there was some kind of hand of getting rid of him. I mean, look, and what Trestle did was far, and I mean far less worse than all the stuff that urban is alleged to have done. So, I mean, you have that there as well. And I think Dave, I want to say David brought this up in our group chat that we had during the week. And then 
I'll share a few others. Another AD said, quote, I'm sure they'd love to keep him, but they have to first protect the university. <laughs> well, that, they, what have we said on this show? You're never bigger than the university. And people, yes. people think that. People think that Nick Saban's bigger than Alabama. No, it's the guys that cash. No, not at all. It's the brand and the person that cashes the biggest check is the person that's most important at a university. And as you can see here, if Urban Meyer gets fired, I mean, he's probably one. He's the highest state play, paid employee here in Ohio. Not to mention the second best college coach in all of college football. And all this could fall all apart because of keeping and being loyal to a guy that's been known for domestic violence. The well, end. Well, here's the thing. Cowherd said this in his video is that at the professional level, people are loyal to a point. Right. Yeah, I heard at it. At lower levels like college, school, high school, people are loyal to a fault. And being loyal to a fault can turn around and bite you in the ass like it is here. Well, I I don't know, if, but like I said, it, it it's not Urban. See, this is the, the, the just I just don't want it to be twisted to. It's not Urban Meyer that has this, done this. He's just getting caught up because he probably could have worded what he said at Big Ten Media Day a little bit differently. He could have said, you know, yeah, I had inklings of that what was going on, and I went up to the higher chain of command. He could have kind of passed the buck onto the university, and the university would have been like, well. You know, what were they, you know, Armin Meyer knew, he reported, and what did the university do? Now, as I said, just as people brought up the Joe Pa situation at Penn State, we don't know what's talked about behind closed doors. What I do know is this, is that the university doesn't like their image to be bad. And there could have been some people at the university, we'll never know this, that probably told, that knew, and Urban probably knew, and they said, you know what, he's just a low-level assistant. Keep quiet. This will pass through, and we'll, we'll just bury it, and it'll be cool. Because think about it. All this stuff happened in 2015, and now it's 2018. So this whole situation could have been like, okay, yeah, you know, just keep quiet, and things will go through. Everything will be going normal. I mean, no one – who knew who Zach Smith was? Could you have pointed out Zach Smith if the cameras were panning across the sidelines, and you go, oh, that's Zach Smith, the wide receivers coach? No. Uh Unless you, unless you're a diehard, unless you're a diehard Buckeye fan, and you happen to know every assistant coach on staff by looking at them, yeah, the average, the average Joe Blow fan probably would not. Yeah, like I didn't even know who Ryan Day was. I mean, I knew Shiano. I mean, because Shiano was well, a former. Yeah, I do. You know, he's got some I do, clout. I but I didn't know who I Ryan know, Day was. I know was. Shiano. Right. Well, I don't know Day, who... Ryan Day. I didn't know who he was. Shiano, I know who. He was. I know Kevin Wilson is. And yeah, because he's a former head coach was. at Indiana. Right. And then there was, who was the other defensive assistant? Uh, Brian Hartline was an assistant. I mean, you could probably point him Hart- out. Oh, Hartline, yeah, I remember when he played there. Right. Um, I, but it's just there was, another, there was another defensive assistant, who the, the co-defensive coordinator, the guy who works alongside Shiano. I can't remember. Why can't I not remember his name? Well, the fact uh, of the matter is that no one knew who. Who was this? Zach Smith. Zach Smith could be just named John Doe. Like nobody knew who he was. And even Nick Petrovich, I've seen an interview he did. They even said he wasn't even really a great coach. I mean, the firing of him and getting Heartline is really technically an upgrade for Ohio State football. So that's why a lot of people don't understand. Like, well, why didn't you get rid of this guy a long time ago? They even said that he wasn't even that great of a coach. And he's bringing baggage to your program. But then again, it shows you that, think about it, this guy has been with them in – the late 2000s, what was it, 2007, 2009, he was a graduate assistant. 
Obviously. Yeah, he was a GA at Florida, and then he, I think he got promoted to wide receivers coach. Right, and then when finally Urban, you know, Urban took a year off, and then in 2012, Urban came and got the, the job, and he was hired as a receivers coach. Well, you, as you, you and I know, that usually most coaches have a drive to progress up. If you notice, Zach Smith never moved up. He was always one of the, the lowest paid assistants. You notice he never moved up. Yeah, I mean, he never moved up to to offensive coordinator. Or and he's been, any, and, he's, and he's the only one left from the original staff from 2012. Yeah, because Tom. Yeah, because obviously Tom Herman, he's he's taken head coaching jobs. Right. Uh, uh, Ed War Ed Warner has moved on. Mm-hmm. All Everett the- Withers is somewhere else. Uh, let's see, Luke Fick- Luke Fickle's Fickle. in Cincinnati now. Yep. Yep. Uh, Stan Drayton's gone. I mean, those those are the uh, uh, Nick's. I think uh, Nick Siciliano. I think was still on the staff, although he may have been a trestle holdover. But he's the, somewhere else now. But uh, think they, about this yeah. though: all those guys left, and not once did Zach Smith move up. Not once did, or why didn't he follow one of those guys and maybe get a, a higher position? So they knew they knew that no one wanted to touch him. Nobody, you know, you just you, you're lucky to be here. They probably thought that the only reason why Irvin was kept keeping him around was because of Earl Bruce. He was just keeping him below the radar because they knew he had baggage. It just doesn't make sense. Who wants to be a receivers coach for six years? Nobody in the coaching profession. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, nobody in the coaching profession wants to be there for. I mean, I mean, even if you didn't get fired, you're gonna be there another year and another year. Everyone knew that this guy was, you know, beating on his wife. Everyone, or the fact that maybe the ex-wife just brings a lot of baggage. The guy and the guy's probably not that great of a coach. So they probably just looked at him like, oh, "You're just Earl Bruce's grandson. That's why you're on the staff. See ya." And now he's fired. I hope. He, I mean, true. I hope he saved some money. Well, I mean, what at what point did it should have? I mean, it should have gotten to a point where Irvin said, "Look, you're causing these pro- these problems you're still having. I'm gonna have to. I've got to let you go." Well, it Just seems like the good, it seemed like the, the problems, good of my program. I'm sorry. It seemed like the problems were in Florida. Then he hired him in 2012. And then it seemed like stuff didn't resurface again until 2015. So it seems like almost every three years something happened. It's not like it, it seems, you know what I'm saying? The reports that we're getting, it doesn't seem like well, in 2011, these incidents happened. 2012, these incidents happened. 2013, these incidents happened. It seems like it's just a grouping of stuff. And then they finally divorced in 2015. And he probably thinking stuff is going, you know, behind him. And even he's admitted that he said this this woman's trying to ruin me. So, I mean, but then again, though, you divorced in 2015, and between that time and now that you got fired, you haven't been able to move up the the food chain. Yeah, few more. I've got a few more quotes from these ads from that McMurphy got one ad that said. No, quote, there's no way you can keep him. Believe me, they're trying to see how far and wide people knew who knew what and when did they know. If they keep him, the onslaught will never end. And then another AD said, I think they will keep him if they 100% can't fire him with cause because they don't want to pay him. If they, well, if, they, if they keep him, that's one good point. But if they keep him, they're going to make up a story where – 
the blame will be on almost all of Zach Smith. If they can come up with a good story or find a way that they can't get him get a lawyer and them suing him, they'll keep him. But if they can't come up with a good story to resolve this and they get backlash and people start thinking that, you know, the Ohio State football team supports, because that's what it's going to be. I mean, let's face it, people are narrow-minded. They're going to come up with their own their own stories. And right now the story is is that, you know, this guy is supports, you know, wife-beating. So then people are going to just start thinking that this is, you know, a domestic abuse uh, apologist or a domestic abuse uh, guy that believes in this. And you, you just can't have that around. You just can't. This is just for the Ohio State brand. And there's even people that have said, you know, this is a highly moral school. Who cares about football championships? He's got to go. And you're going to get people that you remember at universities, football doesn't rule everything. You got a few people on that panel who don't don't give a rat's butt about sports all they care about is the university and the academics and and the total image and if you got a lot of people on the panel that want to voice that opinion uh, urban's days are pretty much numbered at ohio state yeah and plus also that since urban has this sign up in the woody hayes athletic center yeah says about his it's basically his five core values honesty Treat women with respect, no drugs, no stealing, and no weapons. So that whole treat women with respect, if, heck, that has to apply. That's got to apply to everybody. Yeah. I mean, people say that's going to apply to players. Well, it applies to anyone who's on staff because, for one, hun, nobody on staff is above the rules. Right, and coaches are held to a higher standard. You're over there trying to mentor exactly. these kids, and you you, always, can't, you can't be beat, as a coach. You can't you can't be out there saying do as I say, not as I do. Right, and you can't be that coach that you know you you know in the back of your mind and beat your wife last night, and then you coming over there judging players, saying you got to treat women with respect. And there's been players that have been kicked off the team because of whatever you know the zero tolerance of of domestic abuse, and then you turn around and find out that you've been supporting this guy. So then, yeah, then now there's a there's a walking contradiction with the program. Yeah. So I mean, it's real. I think it's really a matter of time before we have a decision. And something that was mentioned on Eleven Warriors Wednesday night: coaches that get put on paid administrative leave, it's not very likely that they will return because the only, there's only two coaches. I found out that have returned from administrative leave. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Sean Payton, New Orleans Saints head coach, because he was just put on leave for the Bounty Gate deal in 2012. Right. And of course, but of course, that, that was mostly. But that was in the pros, wasn't it? By. Yeah, that was mostly in the pros, right? Yeah. But that, and again, that investigation was headed up by. Roger Goodell, who we all have our own thoughts of, but I'm not going to get into that. Right. And then there was also Sean Miller, Arizona's basketball coach. He was on administrative leave as well. And mm-hmm. he survived that nothing. so far. Yeah. <laughs> so far. Well, I mean, it's, well, that's the thing. Thing. Your chances of surviving administrative leave are pretty slim. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next. I'd say a couple of weeks we end up hearing something. And plus, I think I saw something on Twitter where somebody said that possibly Friday uh, there would be a pre- there would be an announcement of a press conference that Gene Smith, Ohio State Athletic Director, was holding 
and saying that that Urban Meyer has been relieved of his duties effective immediately due to the old 5 p.m. news dump on a Friday. Well, so far we haven't heard anything on that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a lot of it remains to be seen. And, I mean, I, I think I want to uh, share a couple more quotes from these ADs. There's another one that said, quote, Ohio State can't afford to bring him back, and then a year later something comes out. You did the first story. By now there's 100 reporters trying to find anything new. When you have that many people looking, they're going to dig and dig. And when you did that much, you're going to find dirt. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. And then there's another one, too. It says, this sets up perfectly as a CYA, cover your ass, if they want to keep them. But they're smart, hard to have someone else adjudicate this, given how Baylor and Penn State initially handled their cases, which resulted in presidents and ADs getting fired. Now... So, I mean, if anything, I would say right now the person most likely to get fired is Urban's wife because she's technically a university employee and it's pretty and it's pretty damning to say that she violated the Title IX policy, which that that language has said that coach that you can be terminated with cause and i know title nine covers a lot of bases and of course the ones that we sports fans are probably most familiar with is the whole whole gender equality mm-hmm. and i know he and that was like having boys and girls basketball seasons be the same in the state of michigan that happened 11 years ago mm-hmm. Oh, but I don't want to really have to go and rehash all that BS again. That was kind of a pain, but, you know, it is what it is. So, like I said, there it does it does remain to be seen what will happen. And also, people comparing this to Penn State with Jerry Sandusky yeah, or Baylor. Stop. I, I just, I'm just going to say stop. Because, for one... There's no, there's no, there's no email paper trail all here, at least that we know of, like there was at Penn State, where you had an email cover-up, and plus, uh, and also Baylor, you had staff members, administrators, you had those people intimidating victims, intimidating witnesses. and obstructing investigations, and that stuff went all the way up to the Texas Attorney General. None of this reaches that far. So uh, don't be comparing it to something else. I mean, what? Is Zach, is Zach Smith going to get what he deserves? Yeah. I sure, I sure as hell hope so. I mean, he at least he should. I mean, how he hasn't been put in jail yet is beyond me. That, need, that does need to happen, though. Mm-hmm. Well, but then again, though, she always was dropping the charges. So that's... That's that's another thing about the story here is that the cops were called and she had you know numerous opportunities to to, to press charges but she would never would. Well, something's gonna ha- something should be done. That's really all I'm gonna say. I, he, well, he lost his job, which I think which was kind of crazy is that he was one of the lowest paid assistants at three hundred and forty thousand dollars, and people made it seem like that wasn't a lot of money, which it is. <laughs> hey, but, I- Oh, I tell hell, I'd love to make that much money. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I would love to like being the lowest paid a uh, paid assistant. Um, 
but he's losing out on some good money. Now, some people were saying that she's doing all this because he lost his job, and now how is she going to get uh, spousal support and child support out of this? I don't know if she's doing it for that reason. I, I, I hope not, but <laughs> uh, that that's that's pretty crazy. But at least he lost his job. He's probably not going to really coach again. I mean, it's probably known he's not a really good coach. I mean, let's face it. If he's not moving up from wide receivers coach in a six-year time span, I'm pretty sure no one else is going to take a risk on him. But then again, I wouldn't, wouldn't say that too fast because I've seen crazier things happen in the coaching world. Yeah, same here. So, Frank, anything else, Frank? I know that uh, you uh, this was your main thing here. Uh, yeah, I know because I said that I was – probably gonna have an off week this week unless something thing breaking developed and uh, sure enough lo and behold it did <laughs> oh, something more than breaking happened something broke came about yeah yeah so i mean it's basically just like i said let the facts are going to come out about this and do enough time time and i think probably within the next couple of weeks we're going to have a decision especially since uh Ohio State season begins September 1st. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I mean, I have, and I have even spoke with several uh, of my Buckeye brethren, and there are some that say that, I mean, we won't, we're not going to like it if it happens, but he's probably going to get fired. I mean, it's been, my my buddy Garrett in Arizona thinks that he said 97% chance that he's fired. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, my friend Sean, who is the uh, deputy athletic director at Springfield High School, he thinks that Springfield he could end up... in Ohio, or yeah, oh really, yeah. What's his name again? Sean Ank. Oh, okay, he's at Springfield, the, the Blue Devils. Yes, he's he is the uh, deputy athletic director there. Oh, okay. what else does he do? He's just the deputy athletic director. I, I think he's also he's also a teacher, and I want to say he coaches soccer as well. Okay, good, good. No, you got people. You know, people in high places, huh, Frank? Oh yeah, I tried to. Few people I've reached out to to consult on the matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even talked with a friend of the show, Danny Greenwood, for kind of some of the legal side of it. Mm-hmm. So any, as well, any plans? He he, he said I'm what? Sorry, what? He what did he say? Uh, let's see. When I I think when we first talked. Talked about it, and, uh, and he said that he be, he said that him and his wife had to have talked about it uh, because he said that uh, if you see because he Danny's Danny's someone who's married and he's told me that it's like look look that that he and his wife talk a lot about stuff. Well, and that's one. Him. That's one marriage. I said not all marriages are the same. <laughs> Let's yeah. put that out there. Yeah. And Kibe. And let's see what. Hey, I'm looking through what else he said. Said they're kind of have. He said when I told him about how to when he told me about he was the first one to tell me about Meyer being on administrative leave and I. Shared uh, the statement from Gene from Urban said Gene Smith and I 
I agree that being on leave during this inquiry will facilitate its completion. This allows the team to conduct training camp with minimal distraction. Yeah, that that is that makes sense. It little they were going to have the first day of camp open to the media. Obviously, you can't do that, especially with eighteen and eighteen to twenty two year olds. You can't have the media in there flying because the, the, the respectable media is fine. But as we know nowadays, there's, there's bloggers and there's these Twitter guys and and everyone and then anyone and everyone is getting a media source to these kids, and you just don't want the, the gorilla guys after them. And also, what kind of a little bit of a minor note that relates to this, I believe it was earlier this week that Bob Evans Restaurants had uh, signed a deal with Ohio State to, and, and had Urban Meyer as kind of a, a spokesman for them. Mm-hmm. And I think when, all the, when the news came out on Tuesday that he was on administrative leave, they basically remove. They basically pulled all that stuff from their website. Oh yeah, damage control. Yeah, but again, like I said, a lot of it remains to be seen. What will happen? The facts will come out, and I think we will get a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is, that is true. Well, any, what are you doing this weekend, Frank? Well, I've got a baseball showcase to work at tomorrow. Oh, on Saturday, and then I've got the family reunion on Sunday. Ah, the the, the Vashner family reunion. Are almost all of them like you? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. No, oh, they're different. Are they, are they passionate about sports? Um, some of them are. Yes, I know that my LSU, family from Louisiana. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, I know my, my my uncle Mike is the LSU fan. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he's probably, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably talk to him about LSU's upcoming season. I know they got a pretty good opener against uh, the U. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, the U comes to Toledo. Uh, yes, I, I'm aware of that. So, get to, so get your cameras ready to snap some pictures of the turnover chain. <laughs> the turnover. Oh, yes, right. They do have the turnover chain. I forgot all about that. Yes, but they will be coming. As I actually look at me and Brian Bucky talked about this earlier, um, that the U will be coming on September 15th. That's a noon game. So get ready to see the turnover chain at noon here in Toledo, Ohio. Frank, once again, thanks for calling in so much, man, talking to Buckeyes football. Now, the last thing I'm going to tell, what do you expect to happen? Urban gets fired or he's kept? If you're going to put me on the spot, I'm going to – the gun to my head response is that he's probably fired. Like I said, do I – am I rooting for him to get fired? Absolutely not because I, I respect him too much as a coach. Mm-hmm. But the thing – but again, and he's the one that has to pay the consequences if these actions – these alleged actions are true. Mm-hmm. And that's – it's it is it is what it is. I'm veering towards possibly getting fired, but I think they might find some kind of loophole to keep him. And also, we got to hear the Zach Smith side of the story. That'll be key. If Zach Smith can be convincing, they possibly could keep him. Yeah, but I mean, I'll just like I said, let the facts come out. If there's something that comes out that there was a deeper cover-up or anything of that nature, then I'll be one of the first people to light the match. Okay, you always like to light the match. Thanks, Frank, for calling in, man. All right, thank you, Derek.
That was Frank Bashner calling in, ready to light the match on Urban Meyer's uh, Ohio State uh, stint or career, so to speak. Uh, well, anyway, make sure you check us out on WSUT's After Further Review on our SoundCloud page and on iTunes. We talked to Brian Bucky earlier. Hopefully, we can get David the Man and God Harris. Took a little bit of NFL's NFC East and AFC East football preview. Got more to go here on 88.3 WSUT's After Further Review. We'll be back after this. 